Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book, Renegade, Chapter 17. And now this is the last chapter. Like I said, I haven't read this book before. I didn't know there were 17 chapters. <sighs> February arrived with an unexpected period of unseasonable warm weather, and Tippy's baby was due any day. Despite the fact that her life with Cash and Rory had been idyllic, she was worried because he had a call from the nation's capital that he hadn't shared with her. She was almost certain that it was the offer of a clandestine job. He was restless sometimes in spite of the love between them. She wasn't quite sure even now that he was going to be able to settle for a job in a little town like Jacobsville. If he tried to go back to the danger of his old life, she wasn't certain that she could bear. Her life, on the other hand, was becoming very comfortable. She'd long since finished Joe Harper's movie and was now drawing residuals from her first motion residuals from her first motion picture. Joe had offered her another part, but she wanted to wait until after the baby was born before she made any decisions. While many women did combine careers in motherhood, Tippy wasn't sure she wanted to. Between them, she, she and Cash had more money than they were ever going to be able to spend. She'd have an amazing career as a model and now as an actress, but she didn't want to live her life in a goldfish bowl, especially not when she had children to think of. Jacobsville, she felt very much at home, and no hordes of reporters would ever run her to the ground here. People were still talking about the way Matt Caldwell had filled the press before he married his lovely Leslie, who had a target past to overcome. Talbot reporters rarely came near Jacobsville anymore. Tippy thought of what of that with amusement. She'd had her privacy in her family, and she really thought that was going to be as much as she needed to make her happy. Later on, if she was adamant about having a career, she knew the cash would help her any way he could. It was nice to have choices. At the moment, though, her only concern was her upcoming delivery. Her obstetrician had given her a target date, but babies were notoriously unpredictable. What if she went into labor when nobody was around? Ironically, the very next day after Cash's mysterious phone call, her water broke while she was cooking breakfast. Maria had just come downstairs with his books. Cash was buttoned in his shirt. When the floor was suddenly awash with water, Tippy stood in the middle of it, stifled a scream of mingled fear and embarrassment. It's nothing to worry about, about, Cash said at once, smiling, reassuring as he put her gently down into one of the kitchen chairs and sent Rory for two bath towels. The baby's coming, that's all. We'll get you right to the hospital, don't worry, okay? <laughs> okay, she said calmly. Immediately, Rory put one towel on the floor and into the other tippy. <clears throat> I'll go ahead and open the car door, he said. Good man, Cash, we'll be right out. He swung Tippy into his arms, grinning like a chest arca. Let's go get our baby, he whispered mischievously. She linked her arms around his neck and buried her eyes in his warm Oh, Cash, I'm so happy. Me too. Contraction starting, he added when she, she stiffened him on. Yes. Breathe, honey. Breathe the way we practice in Lamar's class, okay? He demonstrated the rhythm and she began to fall suit. Although the pain was getting worse and the contractions harder, with each breath, he put her in the front seat on her towel. And Rory got him back. Cash drove them to the hospital with a calm and efficiency that was reassuring to Tippy. He found the emergency room on the way over and alerted Lou Coltrane, Tippy's family doctor, and they were en route. Lou said that, that she can talk at the obstetrician and have him standing by. As luck would have it, he was already at the hospital, the, having just delivered another baby. Cash carried Tippy to the gurney and followed her in with Rory on the other side, both holding hands. The nurse got her into the delivery room and started prepping her at once, while Cash was put into a gown and mask. Poor Rory had to send away. My goodness, she's almost completely dilated, the obstetrician explained when she sat down on her stool to begin the delivery. The baby's head is almost out. Push, Tippy. That's it, push. This is gonna be quick. 
Is it a girl? Cash asked hopefully. Dr. Warner looked at him over his mask. His eyes were smiling. I'm at the wrong end to discover that at the moment. Cash chuckled still holding Tippy's hand. I'm right here, he told Tippy when she moaned. It's going to be okay. Just a little longer. <laughs> the doctor gave orders. Tippy followed him with coaxing from Cash. In less than five minutes, the scrawling little pink baby was cleaned up, wrapped in a blanket, and placed in Tippy's arm. Tippy opened the blanket and Cash bent over to look. He got up for a girl. He whispered and discovered the secret of a little girl. He beckoned Tippy. You wonderful woman. One of the nurses opened her eyes wide. You didn't want a son? Maybe later, I said, choking my When that Mars said on a little girl with red hair and green eyes, he said, I was, It looked like my sweetheart. Tippy was crying now, so happy that she could hardly contain it. The nurse just sighed. Her smile radiated. What a lucky woman. She's not to be beautiful and rich and famous and have a man like that in love with her and happy to be a father. Cash was finally pried away from his new family long enough to go home and get Tippy some gowns and toiletries. You aren't going to take any jobs away, are you? She asked, finally blurted out the question that had consumed her, and she stared up at him with bright green eyes. His lips parted on a quick breath. No, he said huskily. Been in the kiss of course not. I'm sorry, she blurted out, waving away taste. I overheard the call, and I was so afraid that you might not be happy here without the excitement of the old days. I'm very happy here. You sure did. I told them no. Yeah, gently. I was getting too old for the demands of the job, even four years ago. That's why I went back into law enforcement. I have a life here. I belong to a family. That's what I've really wanted all my life. I don't want to give it up. She kissed him hungrily. Thank you. Thank you, for loving me. For this beautiful little treasure you give me. For everything. He drank his dark eyes. I never dared to hope I could be so happy. <laughs> me neither. She said, smiling through her tears. I'm only, I'm only going home to get your stuff. He promised. Not off on some black ops job while your back's turned, I promise. Okay, she beamed up at him with their daughter nursing at her right. Hurry back. I will. He said chuckling. Gave his daughter a long look. <sighs> what are we going to name her? How about Tristina Christine Bell? Once that would have wounded Tiffy, but now with Christine Bell becoming her close friend, it seemed very natural. And she didn't have any worries that Cash was still a little in love with the other woman. Tiffy knew better. She smiled warmly. I like that. Me too. He winked and went out the door, still smiling. Cash was walking across the parking lot to get into his black truck when he heard a helicopter overhead. He looked up just in time to see a small parachute tossed out of the bird, which flew quickly away in the direction of the Air Force Base in San Antonio. Curious, Cash watched the parachute land, and he went to pick it up. The end of the parachute was attached to a miniature black bag containing an infant-sized black turtleneck sweater and sweatpants, shoes, ripped cap, and gloves. The silver dog tag was around the collar of the turtleneck and read CIA. Cash watched the helicopter that was out of sight, still laughing. Tiffy wasn't going to believe this. He thought as he carried the little satchel and the parachute to his truck. thought back over all the wild free days, the excitement and danger, adrenaline rushes. Then he looked around the small town that depended on him for safety and security. He knew he'd made the right choice. Cracked the truck and started off down the quiet streets toward home. Inside the hospital, Tiffy Greyer was singing a lullaby to her firstborn. While her little brother sat in a chair beside the bed and listened contently. Fame and glory, she thought, were fleeting pleasures. Happiness was then to have someone who belonged to her, to whom she also belonged. Cash and Rory and the baby meant more to her than any treasure on earth. She looked over at Rory with heart in her eyes. I've just remembered something, she said. 
What? Rory asked. Sheila, it's my birthday. She leaked out at the tiny thing in her arm. What a present I got. She'd had to remember to tell Cash when he returned. Christmas was the best of their lives. It had been an exciting election. Calhoun Bounder was the new state senator from his district, easily winning over his opponent. Janet Collins was in prison for life for the murder of old man. Mr. Hardy, Julie Merrill was still on the run from a number of changes, including arson and drug trafficking. Two city councilmen had been implicated in drug trafficking, as well as the former acting mayor of Jacobsville, Ben Brady, who had mysteriously vanished. The trial date was also set for Tippy's kidnappings in the coming summer, but she wasn't worried. There was no possibility that they wouldn't face a hard time after her mother's deathbed confession to the feds. It was the one noble thing her mother had ever done for her children. Meanwhile, Rory was writing to his biological father, father and having a ball learning things about him. Tippy would never know who her father was, but she confronted Comfort herself with the knowledge that he could have been even worse than her mother and Sam Stanton. She had cash, which made everything bearable. They were more in love every single day. But the busy excitement in the Grier household was baby Trish. She charmed her parents and her Uncle Rory, not to mention the citizens of Jacobsburg. Under the ninth-foot Christmas tree was a slew of gaily red presents, most of which were for the little girl. Tippy's movie was due for release within the next six months. It would mean a little time spent on promotion, but Cash had already made plans to go along with Trish and Rory as well. You can go back to acting if you want to, you know. Cash remarked. She smiled at him. I've been thinking about that. I'm not really sure I want to. There are all sorts of things I can do right here in Jakesville if I need a job. I can start a modeling agency. I can even go back and finish my college degree in teaching, teach acting at the community college. That's an adjacent. <laughs> Won't you miss the bright lights and the excitement, he asked gently. She realized then that he was equally unsure of her. as <laughs> She'd been of him when the phone call came. She went to him smiling and pressed into his song. I'm like you. I've had my fill of high living in excitement and glory. I just want to raise our children and spend all my days and nights with you. He nodded, understanding. Fortune and glory are empty when you don't have anyone to share them with. Her eyes bright. That's exactly what I was thinking. He gave her a wicked look. And that's, and that would be the second sight running off on me, no doubt. She left to kiss me. I love you. I love you, too. He picked her up off the floor, carried her inside to the amusement of Rory and his friends, who were playing video games in the living room, while Trish babbled in her playpen. Chief Grier, did you really used to be a Texas Ranger? One of the boys asked. I used to. He agreed, putting Tippy down so that she could retrieve their daughter from the playpen. Did you ever shoot anybody? The boy persisted. That question, only months ago, would have devastated him. But since the day he confessed everything to Tippy and later spoke with the local minister, he was a changed man. He smiled at the boy. Law enforcement is all about making sure that nobody does get shot, he told the boy. And you can quote me. Want to play cash? Roy asked. Cash made a face and let you guys walk all over me on that screen? By chance, they all laughed. Tippy joined cash in the hall with their daughter. What do you think she'll be when she grows up? Tippy asked absently. Cash looked at her and then at his radiant rhyme. She'll be beautiful. He said with breathless tenderness. And she was. The end of the book.